episode 148 of your best year starts here with Neil Martin and Nigel Risner. And Nigel. Really interesting, really interesting. What, As you, we were talking behind the scenes and we were coming on, we don't often talk religion, spiritualism, um, higher powers mm-hmm. for a number of reasons because a lot of our listeners sometimes get a bit confused. And I was thinking of two things where I remember speaking at an event where someone thought I was being too spiritual, where I used a phrase that says, be very careful when you put yourselves down because God doesn't make junk. Yep. And what I was really saying was, just be a bit careful because we're good human beings. And then I was on a course with a guy called Tim Perring. Tim Perring is one of the guys who taught me about the arrow process and about stepping into your power. And he was asked once, you know, this God stuff and spirituality, you know, how does it exist? And he very simply said to someone, oh, I don't know if it exists. And he was in a garden when this conversation was taking place. And he picked up a rose and said, or oh, copy this. Yep. And there are times where the higher power spiritualism God taught is very difficult because everyone has their own religion. I also know, though, that having had a near-death experience, I think the first words I said when I came round and I could still talk, hear myself, was, thank God. Yep. And so why would I have said that if I either don't believe in it? You know, and when you nearly get hit by a car, you kind of go, oh, thank God, or whatever your phrase is. So it's interesting that a lot of us don't believe in it. We don't practice it. We've had Jewish holidays and not all of us are doing everything we're supposed to do. And yes, we're, we're supposed to have repented for our sins. But it is interesting that spiritualism, and I'm sure you have a meaning for spiritualism and where that whole word, the ethos of the word comes from. But it is interesting that most of us don't appreciate that there is something higher, bigger than us on our own. Because when we turn on our computers and it just works, Sometimes we kind of go, how does this work? Yeah. It, well, I mean, the thing for me that, you know, we mentioned or I mentioned to you off air that someone said to me this morning and uh, it's been percolating in my brain all day, actually. And it, I don't think it's something I've ever thought about before. But a friend of mine said to me something about spiritual. And he said, um, the interesting thing with spiritual is everyone focuses on spirit. Like whatever their definition of spirit, God, higher power, you know, wh- whatever it is, that's the bit people focus on. What they fail to focus on is the second part of the word, which is ritual. And you know, what, with what we were talking about in the last episode about consistency and all that kind of stuff, it, it kind of got me thinking of that as we ended that and we were about to start this, which is why I mentioned it, because I actually think, you know, th- there's a lot of people who kind of, um, if they tap into a spiritual connection, they ask for help. Okay, but asking for help doesn't necessarily mean the help will just show up. It's like, you know, it's like you create a vision board and you put it on the wall. Putting a vision board on the wall doesn't get you the things on the vision board. It does if you read the secret, apparently. Yeah, no, it doesn't. You know, the last part of act of attraction is action. If you want the law of attraction, you've also got to apply some action, right? And you know I have that whole concept on that. Yeah, and it's 
but it's but it's that that's what we're talking about here really it's the you know if you want some spiritual guidance what's the rituals you're going to put in place for yourself what's the consistency you can put in place for yourself what's the things you're going to do to look at your own behavior and see how you show up and yeah i'm certainly not here to talk about anybody else's idea of what god is okay um you're perfectly entitled to have your own belief or lack of belief and and i'm cool with that it doesn't make any difference to me for me personally, it's something that for much of my life, I was kind of in conflict with myself around. Because I've always believed there was something, but I didn't believe it was the thing I was taught in school. And so I had this real kind of dilemma of, I'm being told what this something should be, but that's not actually what I think it is. So I know there's something there, it's just not that. Um, and over, you know, over more recent years, I've kind of allowed myself just to go okay well you know how it feels for me is is right for me regardless of what that means to anybody else and to really look at that and go well you know what are the behaviors that make me comfortable with me what are the behaviors that almost like my higher self would approve of and i'm not saying in any way shape or form that i'm perfect I'm definitely not, you know, I just thought I'd add that, you know, yeah, no, I'm not. Nobody is, you know, in fact, um, something else I heard somebody say recently, which I wish I'd heard this before I wrote my book and it would be in there, um, is that the lowest standard of all is perfectionism because it's unattainable, you know, and it's like, that is so true. You know, if, if you want everything to be perfect, it will never be that you'll always fail, which means it'll be the lowest standard of all because you'll never actually do anything because you'll always be striving for something you can't have and that you can't do. Um, but you know, for me, I, I like to look at you know, how am I showing up? Am I comfortable with the way I'm showing up? If I'm not, how can I correct that? And to me, that's part of the ritual of spirituality, you know, and it's, it's like I said, I'd never thought of it in terms of spirit ritual before until someone said that to me today um but the Did more you know i was quite religious when i was younger uh only because we've talked about it before okay but what's interesting about religion and there's two phrases that i want to go with it one is that prayer in any language works so it doesn't matter what your religion is if you follow your rituals and you follow your ways you know it doesn't matter what you know whether it's praying five times a day or three times a day or you're going to mass and you follow your system, and you believe in your higher power, it is amazing what happens with consistency. It also, though, and it goes back to what I was saying last week about this wonderful tennis player who's a really nice person. And and I don't know if you've seen, but at the end of every one of her matches in the U.S., she spends a long time doing selfies with the crowd, making them feel part of what she's doing. And the U.S. went crazy for her. And it took about 20 minutes. And he had security people pushing people away. And she was going, no, no, let's do these selfies. If you are kind and you are caring and you do your meditation, because you don't always need to be in a church, synagogue or mosque to seek solace. You can do prayer anywhere. But if you follow a system and you are grateful and you have acts of gratitude, and you look after yourself, and you serve others, normally life seems to work for you. What tends to happen is when it's all going tits up, then we kind of start wondering why it is, and maybe we've missed out. That's what I'm looking for. We, we, we've missed out somewhere in our religion. Now, you may or may not know about, in Jerusalem, the Western Wall. So you have this enormous wall, which is part of the temple, and lots of religious people go there, and they write a note and put it in to the wall. I've been there. And a sage and a rabbi once said, really, it's a purchase order to God. Yeah. 
you're putting your name forward, writing a note, and hoping it gets answered. You don't, but what's really interesting with the religion, I've, I've done a lot of study, you don't need to ask God a second time for support. He heard the first time. Mm-hmm. You just got to trust it's going to give you what you need. Mm-hmm. But then the reverse to that is God doesn't give you anything you can't handle. Now, normally when I've shared that on stage, I will get a bit of a gasp there because people have had some horrific situations. And I'm going to repeat that. God doesn't give you anything you can't handle. It's horrific sometimes. You know, and we've had family stuff in our own home thinking, I wish he hadn't given it to me. But you know what? I've survived. I'm here. You're here. So I don't want to go too deep on this, but the rituals of your religion and the rituals of your life, if you were to follow them, let me repeat that, will probably guide you to the right place. But most of the time, we don't follow our own rituals. So you'll know when you did your 75 hard and you were diligent about your two lots of 45 minutes, your gallon of water, your no alcohol, whatever. How did you feel when you followed the rituals? Well, I mean, the short answer is pretty phenomenal. Um, okay. But, but you know the rule on that, that if you mess up one day, you have to start You go back to the beginning. Yeah, absolutely. But imagine you had that in relationships with your partners. Imagine mm-hmm. you had that in relationship to the way you work. You know, first day of school, the first day, you know, we cover our books. And by day seven, it's a bit tatty. The first day we go to work, we turn up a little bit early. And we've got a little sandwich box. And I hope there's a note from your child or from the wife or husband. But then within seven days, we've forgotten that bit. And we're having a Starbucks and we're having a little millionaire shortbread. Yeah. And, we, and we've lost sight of some of that. So for anyone listening... It doesn't matter what your rituals are or what your spiritual laws are. You know, Deepak Chopra did seven spiritual laws for success. It doesn't matter whether you believe in him, but if you followed your own rules consistently, mm-hmm. and I'd be really grateful to hear from some of the listeners here, what does your life look like when you follow a path that you've created that you know would give you success you know our dinners on a friday night we don't have phones at the table we have really good communication saturday night we have a takeaway nobody talks because we watch the television yeah well there's a reason why communication works because that's the ritual yeah my diet your 75 day hard it works because it's a ritual but it's amazing when you cheat a little bit because the biggest person you're cheating is yourself yeah well i mean i i think the i think the reality is with all of these things it's um we talked about consistency in the last episode, which is really what rituals are. But I think it's also about congruency. So, you know, and it's about being comfortable with yourself and being comfortable with your own actions and being prepared to call yourself out if you screw up, because you will, you know, and if you tell me you've never screwed up, well, you're lying, you know, and I don't care what anyone says. Nobody, nobody gets it right all of the time. But I think a big part of it is how quickly can you call yourself out when you screw up and how quickly can you take that corrective action? Um, going back to the word religion, and I, I don't actually like the word religion very much. It's, um, I don't know, for me, it conjures all kinds of images that I don't really want to think about. Um, however, and there is a however, somebody once explained to me that the root of the word religion, the re is to like re as in to redo something, revise something, revisit something, whatever. Ligio apparently means connect. So it's effectively religion is to reconnect. That's That's basically what it means. Well, if I can feel like I'm grounded, like I'm reconnected, 
that's a good thing, right? So even if I don't like the word religion, can I agree that it's good to like reconnect and be plugged in and feel like I'm part of something bigger, even if that's just a group of my friends or something? Can I feel like I belong to something bigger? Um, and does that make my life feel better? Well, the answer is yes. And, you know, if one of the ways that I can do that is to go, well, what are the behaviors that make me feel good? And am I doing those behaviors? Well, that's great. And, you know, again, one of my, one of my big things that I've talked about a lot, and it was in the Dumbbeats Perfect book, and I've talked about it a lot on stage over the years and stuff like that, is that what's the life you're trying to create? And do your behaviors match? You know, what, 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 if you're asking me that question, the answer is not often. No, but, but you know, but in all seriousness, what what, no, you, no, what, what what's the outcome you are trying to create in your life? Do your behaviours match with that outcome? And the reality is, they won't ever match perfectly. There will always be things that you value in your life that mean you do different things from what you want to do towards a certain outcome. And it's how you balance and prioritise what's really most important to you. And I mean, again, a really good example of this when I was twenty two, something like that. 20 to 22 23 years old um i was in a postgraduate management course at a further education college that i used to work at and the guy running this course basically said every single person in this room has the potential to be a millionaire and a lot of people kind of looked around the room and thought really because there were a lot of people in the room that weren't in anywhere near like that position at the time um and he said but the question is this what are you prepared to sacrifice to get it and i think one of the big things for a lot of people is they decide the outcome they want in their life they recognize the behaviors that will help to get them there. <clears throat> but what they're not always clear on is what they're prepared to give up to make that happen. Because if you gave up an hour of TV a day and you used it to create content instead of consume content, would your life start to look different if you did that consistently five days a week or seven days a week? If you gave up an hour of sitting on the sofa and spent that hour going for a walk or moving your body, or you know, or you gave up, I don't know, eating certain foods that you really enjoy and ate foods that nourish your body more. You know, would all of those things make an impact and maybe toward move you towards an outcome you've decided you want? Yes. But are there occasions where you go out for dinner and someone wants to share a dessert with you and that experience is worth so much more than the baby step towards your outcome that not having the dessert would create? You go, Well, I'm gonna enjoy the dessert. And it's and it's that it's that thing of what matters to me more, both long term and in the moment, and which one am I giving the priority? Nothing more needs to be said on that one. You know, and and I think going back full circle to kind of round the the episode up where we started, I <laughs> I can't believe I'm actually going to say this, but for someone that was quite questionable of anything kind of religion related. I very much agree with what you've said about, you know, you never get thrown anything that you can't handle. Um, you know, a friend of mine says there's never been a day I didn't live through, or at least not yet, you know. Um, and no matter how hard get, how hard life might get, you learn something from that experience. You take something from that experience. You become a, a different person because of every experience you have. And I very much believe that if we can talk about something like the law of attraction and we're going to talk about spirituality and we're going to talk about religion and we're going to, for a second, I'm just going to group all of that together. You know, you can put out into the world what you want. And if you're lucky, it will come back to you in the right way. But it's not the words you put out, it's the actions you put out that make the biggest impact. Yeah, because any of us can go, hey, I really want to have. But what are you prepared to do to make that thing happen? And I've also found from a personal experience that when I stop making it about me, 
it works even better. And I think from my perspective, that's where I would end this. It's when you stop making it about yourself and you start making it about other people, making the right impact for them, life works even better still. Well, you know that phrase, if you helped enough people attain their goals, you'd probably get your goals too. Exactly. So there you go. Let's wrap it up on that point. If you've enjoyed this episode, you can help us by sharing it. Share the episode with you know friends, family, anyone else you think will get value from this. Um, you know, share it on Facebook, share it on whatever platforms you're on. Email people, take a screenshot of your phone. You know, if you're listening to this on um, you know a podcasting app, maybe you're watching the video. Whatever it is, share it. Help us get this message out to more people and help us to create even bigger ripples with your best year starts here. Um, and we'll see you next week. Your best year.